with trailers, movies, and everything in between. We'll be here to meet all your cinema needs. If you're cleaning, driving, or fixing those door hinges. Welcome to Rancid Oranges. Hello, citrus lovers and cinephiles. Thank you for tuning in to this brand new edition of Rancid Oranges. I'm your host, Hamza Yusuf. And I'm Stephen DeCoste. And today is going to be an interesting episode. It's yeah. It's a fun episode. It is. We're getting a little bit more into the uh, theory of film. If theory. You know, a bit more abstract. Our theory. I think people are going to teach. I think this will be taught in film school soon. I think Matthew McConaughey will teach this in his yeah. class at UT Austin. At UT Austin? Yeah. He'll actually a have a whiteboard at the football game. I have a friend taking his class. He'll just, he'll just teach people on the sideline at the football game. All right, all right. Here's your deal. Got the Ryan Reynolds effect. The what Ryan, are we talking about? The Ryan Reynolds effect. And wow. It, okay, okay. So just a, a fun, uh, not a fun fact, but a, uh, a, a caveat to those um, – who are our listeners, the citrus lovers and the cinephiles. Uh, the reason we're doing this episode is because in, I guess, a week from now, we're going to be reviewing The Atom Project. Um, the Atom Project is a new movie on Netflix, um, and we want to do movies on Netflix and movies on Hulu, Amazon, as well as movies that are coming out in theaters, just because I feel like, especially now, I don't know, new movies are available everywhere. And there is just as much buzz around um like streaming movies as there was or as there is around like the like you know movies that come out like theatrical releases because we have big actors like ryan reynolds in netflix movies now you know what yeah. i mean yeah i mean people also i think are getting more and more comfortable with just watching a movie for the first time in a streaming service plus they're coming out so much faster for sure you know, give it, it two yeah. or three weeks and mm-hmm. it'll it'll usually be exclusive like on hbo or paramount plus but movies are hitting theaters and then two movies or three weeks later they're going out on streaming so then it's you know, if you don't really like to go to the movies or just, you know, we yeah. don't spend the money, why I would wonder, you? I wonder what the, there's probably like some formula that like, that this is the perfect amount of time that the movie needs to stay in theater so that it can make the perfect amount of money. But then we need to move it onto streaming now so that people can still want to watch it while there's buzz. Because I'm sure there's like a two week period or something where it like yeah. sales teeter off and then they want to switch it or something. It also like depends. I feel like on the movie, like Jackass Forever, I know was out in theaters for like two weeks. And I think the people who are going to go spend the money to see that kind of movie in theaters, will see it within the first two to three weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's not like a Marvel movie where people will trickle in because it's like, you want to go to the movie theater. Yeah, exactly. And what do you, what you, right, you, right. you don't know what you want to see, but you're like, Oh, it's a Marvel movie. It's probably good. Yeah, and yeah. you'll go see it. Like, um, I don't want Northman to come out on streaming. Cause I don't watch it. Yeah. The Northman will be, will, will probably be like a normal, like month in, yeah kind of thing but like within the next like two weeks that'll be a fun review Um, but for this for this podcast citrus lovers and cinephiles we're going to be talking about a theory an effect if you will if you will such a like the butterfly effect but this one is called the ryan reynolds effect Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a theory that both uh, Stephen and I have culminated with our, you know, PhDs in, in psychology and, and research and, and film. A PhD in research. PhDs in research mm-hmm. um, and theory generation. I'm pretty sure you can you know, be good at that, too. That's a double graduate degree. You Basically, though, you had to be yeah, there. Yeah, we created this uh, this uh, phenomenon 
um, that I don't know, I think is a trend that people notice in movies, I would say. It, it, at yeah. least if you don't notice it, you, you've seen it mm-hmm. at some point. Um, and some actors suffer or I guess not suffer, but exude. Sure, just, I don't know what the exude, right word is. Yeah. Some actors embody this effect yeah, better than others. Go. Okay. Um, I think, I think we should get straight into it. You want you want to yeah. define it? Yeah. I'll take the first definition. First part of the Ryan Reynolds effect is yep. an actor whose portrayal of characters in a film is synonymous or the same with that actor's persona without exception. That's an example of the Ryan Reynolds effect. Mm-hmm. So someone who's portraying a character in a film and that like character is the same as the way they are. Now, the second clause, the clause. of our long definition is, exactly. reg- is regardless of the character's background, their dilemma, the purpose in the movie, all the audience sees is the actor themselves engaging in the events of the movie as opposed to the characters doing so. Right. So applying this definition I'm, I'm pulling up on my phone to make sure but like ryan reynolds person it's named after he plays the same guy in green lantern and deadpool and free guy and hitman's bodyguard he plays this goofy funny sarcastic kind of quirky guy good looking and when you watch these movies you don't see these different characters you see oh it's ryan reynolds doing something mm-hmm. new this mm-hmm. time yeah and a counterexample. And we'll talk about it more later, but like I was thinking about this today is okay. Peter Dinklage, who plays Tyrion Lannister, because Hamza just finished watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Peter so, Dinklage yeah. did an interview a few months ago, and he says, the reason I don't do interviews is because when I, people watch me on, on screen, I don't want them to think, oh, it's Peter Dinklage in this role. It's his character is who he is. And I've always thought about that. Like it's Peter Tyrion Dinklage, Lannister. a very yeah. distinct actor. It's very but true. I've only ever thought about him in like, oh, last time I saw him, he played the bad guy in Underdog. I saw him playing the he was so good writer and Elf. Bro. I saw him play... Tyrion Lannister like so he plays these characters that kind of go above and beyond they they supersede his person yeah it, which is, I mean, I think is the opposite it, it, that's the intention I think of acting right in, in my opinion um yeah so so the, the first I guess example of the, of an actor who has the Ryan Reynolds effect is Ryan Reynolds of course um okay so I think a big caveat to point out here and I think we can kind of get into this right now um is I want to just highlight that this is not typecasting right because because typecasting is a thing typecasting is basically in like it's it's already a thing that people know about and, and uh, um, acknowledge as a phenomenon that exists in film typecasting is when an actor is hired to play the same character over and over again yeah and that's fairly, no. that's fairly common it, it is sure. fairly common and i think i think that all typecasted all people all actors who who uh have the ryan reynolds effect are typecasted, but not all typecasted right. actors have the Ryan Reynolds effect. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, just like every uh, mezcal is tequila, not every tequila is mezcal. <laughs> exactly, and how every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square. Exactly. It, exactly. The re- this applies to everything. Yeah, and the caveat is that the person that they're playing in every movie, the person that they're being typecasted as, is themselves. That right. is what makes someone be a part of this group that is the ryan reynolds effect and i think ryan reynolds like i said is a perfect example of this ryan reynolds plays himself in every movie yeah Basically. and it's funny to think about it because we don't know we don't actually don't we don't know these people we don't know how ryan reynolds acts yeah, we don't in real life like. but like when you watch them do interviews or things on like the red carpet like just the way they interact with the public which is all you ever see mm-hmm. from and an social actor. media is such a big thing too social media huge yeah, which enables it and this is why we looked at our list of actors who fit in the Ryan Reynolds effect. Wait, 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 I want to hold up, hold up on the list. We'll go through the list in a second. 
Right, right, right. All I'm saying is that like generally oh. you'll see they're, they're newer actors or actors that have been doing yeah, right. the last handful of years. There is an exception. But if you think about actors who we are in our typecast list, they tend to be older actors. They tend to be actors from a different generation, different era of movies. And I think it's just because we get a bigger glimpse at what actors are. I'm using air For quotes sure. off camera, but what actors are in life because we see social media, you know, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's where we kind of figure out, are they acting or are they just being themselves with a cool costume and a yeah. bigger budget? because because they have instagrams they have tiktoks and and whatnot and and you can just go oh that's what that person's like and ryan reynolds plays ryan reynolds you know what i mean deadpool is ryan reynolds the hitman's bodyguard it's basically ryan reynolds being a hitman's bodyguard in red notice it's it's basically ryan reynolds being a an art thief which i don't even (laughs) think is a real profession and then in free guy it's just it's just ryan reynolds being a cpu but in every movie you're just like okay this is ryan reynolds yeah, and yeah. that's never going to change, but it doesn't need to because I think, I mean, everyone loves Ryan Reynolds for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So part of what it is, so Ryan Reynolds, we know you're listening because you know, because uh, Brands Orange just is the biggest podcast in the world. Um, yeah. This isn't a slight, no. in my opinion, honestly. I was thinking about this, like you know, I was thinking about this earlier. Soon, I feel like someone being like someone who who kind of has this effect. I think that's it's kind of you're kind of lucky. You're kind of blessed because the way I think about it is you're literally getting paid to be yourself and you just have such a great personality and you're just such a likable human being that people don't care. Yeah. That's kind of how I think. Cause like the joke is that every man is in love with Ryan Reynolds. I I love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I'm aggressive. Yeah, exactly. You can't Reynolds is fucking awesome. You know, he's Canadian. (laughs) He's he's Canadian. He's good looking. He's funny. He's witty. He's smart. He's married to Brick Lively. Everything about him is just so cool, right? So yeah. obviously we love just seeing him in all these movies and doing all these different things, but it's really just Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And that's you know the same I mean? for like everyone on the list. It's definitely, I think, a compliment to an actor to, to be the, that likable. Yeah. It, yeah it, just, it, it definitely does kind of also, and this we'll talk about this more, but puts them also in a lane of like doing the same sort of movies for the most part. Very much and so. in our definition, we have one except like there's a, you can have one exception yeah. and still be in the Ryan Reynolds effect. And we'll give some examples. I, I think um, I think honestly, so I was looking at his his uh, his movie list. I think Ryan Reynolds actually has one exception. You <laughs> say that he has one exception. I think so. Have you seen the Have you seen Amityville? I was actually just looking. 2005 Amityville. Horror. Amityville. He does not act like Ryan Reynolds in Amityville. He's cool. He's got like a beard. He's kind of. He has a beard in Amityville. It's pretty, it's different. He plays like the seven, uh, he plays this, uh, like this husband from, I don't think he's a husband. I think he's, I think he is a husband. He has I mean, a wife. If, if it's a remake, it would probably be the husband. I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I haven't seen the 2005 Amityville. There's like 30 Amityville movies. Oh my God, I'm hip. All some, pretty terrible. Some, some horror movies just have, like, yeah, and Amityville is one of those horror movies that has so many sequels. But yeah, I think he actually does a pretty good job of not playing himself in Amityville. But I think one exception is allowed. But any more than one exception, you don't have the Ryan Reynolds effect, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and yeah. All right. You, you want to go through the list? Yeah. Let's, let's get after it. Let's get going. All right, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Who is the second person? And these, these people are like pure Ryan Reynolds, people that we think truly at, at this point in their careers. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, I feel like part of what it is, is you need to build yourself up to have a career in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of have to act in general, like you're, you have to be different, you know, but, but eventually these people are so good at doing this, that this is what they do. Right. Second person behind, of course, Mr. Ryan, of the course, Canadian Reynolds, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. If you're some, uh, 
it, I think this is probably behind Ryan Reynolds, the first example that came to my mind. And yeah, I stand too, by this sure. as a flawless example down Such a to good example. his animated appearance in Moana, where he plays a buff Polynesian man with tattoos. Yeah, yeah he literally plays an he literally plays himself, himself, but an animated an animated version of it. No, um, honestly. And that's crazy. But <laughs> of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, massively built every single movie from Baywatch to Fast and Furious, Jungle Cruise, Central, like even movies that he plays with other people on this list that we'll talk about. Yeah. He just plays a funny, really large, but it's kind of sweet. Like he always plays like a really large guy. A very nice, soft. a very nice, suave, big guy who's also very badass. Yeah. Who just destroys. I mean, yeah. He's happens to be capable at everything. Yeah, exactly. And he's, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I think what you'll notice is that all of these people are kind of badasses. Yeah. Actually, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the last person. I'm looking at the bottom person. Was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the bottom of the list too. Not that there's anything wrong with the person at the bottom of the list. He's great. Um, but yeah, yeah. The Rock. I think honestly, I think The Rock is probably even more Ryan Reynolds than Ryan Reynolds. But it's called the Ryan Reynolds. I think this is true, and I think the reason that we Ryan Reynolds affected is because Ryan Reynolds has been, I think, in more movies. But also, I think it's the joke that everyone loves Ryan Reynolds. It, yeah, and because we're doing a Ryan Reynolds movie next week. Like <laughs> even The Rock, in he was he, he appeared in a rap song. I'm sure people heard the Drive and Power like oh, TikTok God. sound. Yeah. Like he, yeah, basically in this song where he's a he's rapping, he's is he's so rock. much The Rock. He's yeah, just, no, I'm, I'm hip. Under Armour sponsored. Wake up at four in the morning, lift for six hours with chains yeah. on, mm-hmm. and it, but but it's like. It's so endearing. And that's how he plays all of his characters. Yeah. The beauty of it. And like, it's kind of the part that you hate about it, but it's the part that you hate to love is that it doesn't matter that they're playing themselves because the movies were usually pretty good anyway. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of a time I watched the rock with one exception that we'll talk about that has three people from the Ryan Reynolds effect list in it. But I can't remember a time I watched the rock and i wasn't like <laughs> nice and i wasn't yeah, happy yeah. with what, yeah. what happened it was great the movie mm-hmm. was fun because the rock made it fun and that's why yeah. he's there yeah all right next person on the list yeah all right Let's next go. person and this one is is not like a hot take but this one is kind of a sleeper agent a sleeper pick yeah, yeah sleeper pick gal gadot 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 i'm pretty sure that's how, how she pronounces it because that's how she told jimmy kimmel it's pronounced or jimmy jimmy <laughs> fallon i don't know maybe Kimmel and Fallon but Gal Gadot she she kind of just plays herself like if you've seen her on Instagram or if you've seen her like in like in like interviews she plays this this tall pretty uh foreign woman basically and and she's great like she's smart she's very personable she's very cool she's very suave and and honestly that's who she is in Wonder Woman She's basically Gal Gadot is basically just Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman she's the ultimate foreigner she's from like this floating woman island off of greece who like kills and trains like the best fighters in the world and shows up yeah. into like modern i guess like world war ii times or whatever world war one and is mm-hmm. trying to interact with people in sort of a distantly awkward but endearing way yeah exactly and, 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 and <laughs> no, no no i know and in real life she's this person from israel who was in the military and then now is a pretty model who is here and acts right and I, that's also i feel like kind of we talked about like Ryan Reynolds being Canadian, but what's the first thing you think of when you think about Canadians? They're sweet and they're nice and mm-hmm. they wouldn't hurt a fly. And then you like, you think about like large Polynesian, like Maori warriors, tattoos, large, massive, but yeah. also really sweet. It's just, it's kind of funny how like these people fit into their backgrounds and how yeah, those backgrounds they are, really they are do the, play. They are the, um, the, uh, the archetypes. Yeah. I mean, really they're, they're like perfectly playing to their personal life, but 
it, they, their personal backgrounds are so worn on their sleeve that yeah, it shows I, up in their movies. I think these three are particular Ryan Reynolds effect peoples because they are all very likable people through their personalities. Right. And they also, and I don't want to say this to slight any of them, but they also don't do anything else in the world of filmmaking, mm-hmm. if that makes yep. sense. Yep. They produce films, which it, it which is it, it is like a business feat in and of itself. Like The Rock is a businessman, you know, huge. Like dude, yeah. dude owns like half the Canadian Football League, largest exactly. tequila brand in the world. Yeah, pop off. It, oh yeah, 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 shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they don't they don't write a lot. No. They they aren't they don't um direct a lot. They they just go in and they act. They just go in and they do their thing, which is why they were all three of them were in a movie together. Yeah, which it was, was the most horrible the it most was... ryan reynolds effect movie i've ever seen in my life red notice red notice my god it, yeah it, if you've seen red notice it's like a over-the-top spy movie or it's, i guess it's a it's it, so campy i mean it's <laughs> i'm not we're not gonna we're not gonna waste time on the plot of the movie because i was yeah, i was yeah. like doing my own work and hans was watching it in the room and i would kind of like peek up every few minutes see what was happening yeah and every time i looked up there was another like plot twist I know, it I know. was so unnecessary. The end was so. The end had like six different twists in it, back and forth and back and forth. It was. It was a very like. I think they they all kind of like play. Uh, they all play competitors in the movie. They all compete with one another. Their mm-hmm. uh, their opponents. Because uh, uh, I think the Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Like one is a jewel thief. One is an uh, like an an Interpol agent, and the other is like an arms dealer or a dealer or something. But then you find out that they, they double cross one another and it's like, yeah. it's, it was just kind of a shitty movie, but it was fun <laughs> because it's these three super likable people playing themselves in this yeah. dope ass movie and they're just being badass. It, it was a fine movie. It was just like laughably, the plot was laughably painful, but it was yeah, fun because yeah. you're watching three people just mess around. Yeah. Um, For the most part, these movies are pretty good though. Right. You, yeah. you want to move on? Yeah. Let's go to the dynamic duo part two of The Rock. Oh, yeah, smaller, more fun-sized version. Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart. And it's funny because he also is in movies with The Rock, where they play off of each other's actual personalities. Like they're they're good friends in real life. Um, and they're the and, same as friends in movies, right? Well. Like in Central Intelligence, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, big buff Polynesian badass. Kevin Hart, short, yappy man who's really funny. Funny guy. And they yeah. play off of each other, and that's like in Jumanji. Same thing. Jumanji, same thing. Yep. And in so outside of the rock, like in Get Hard, he's this short, funny, yappy guy. And Will Ferrell is not quite the rock. There's a few differences between the rock and Will Ferrell. <laughs> just just a couple off the top. I, I, the rock is uh, Will Ferrell, I think, is a little bit bigger than the rock. Well, the, the rock wishes he could be Will Ferrell. Because Gabe, I wish I could be get, Will Ferrell. I, I, I am closer to Will Ferrell than you are. I'm really happy about that. Have you seen have you seen Will Ferrell's uh, SNL audition? Yeah, you should, dude. Will Ferrell's phenomenal. Will Ferrell's SNL audition is is uh, him playing with a cat toy for five minutes. That's all he does. He plays the he literally just plays with toys like animal toys, and he doesn't he doesn't even say a word. I think I think he just like yeah, and it's just this weird thing. But apparently they loved it, and he's this weird dude, but he did a great job. One of those yeah, successful think, yeah, and I think Kevin Hart. I think sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you're gonna just fangirling for Will Ferrell a little bit. Oh. Don't mind me. Yeah, Will Ferrell's great. Uh, also for our citrus lovers and cinephiles, Stephen and I are doing this a little. Uh, Oh my god, we are doing this remote today. Yeah, so, we are. Yeah, we're uh, we're trying not to speak over each other, but I think it's going pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're mind locked up in my closet. So, <laughs> but I was able to get my mic in. He, I smuggled it in. Um, I think Kevin Hart is one of the people on this list that is definitely someone who suffers from the Ryan Reynolds effect. <laughs> suffers, but 
is also someone who's very talented at other things. Yeah. And so I think he's a very good writer. He's a very funny guy. He's a, he's, he's a great comedian. Um, but when it comes to his portrayal of actors or a portrayal of characters in movies, I think he's, he's like textbook Ryan Reynolds effect. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And, and we talked about like how Ryan Reynolds actors are the same in real life as they are in their movies. Kevin Hart also is a standup comedian who talks about being short. That's he, he, he's funny. Cause he's short. He makes all these jokes about being short and loud. Yeah. And that's what he does in his movies. So like in his real life with air quotes, again, in his actual like main profession, he does the same thing he does in movies. So mm-hmm. it's not to say that these people aren't acting because obviously they are, but it's also like they don't have to act because what they do, who they are is already so likable in these specific roles and these specific sort of characters Yeah, for sure. that they play them well. And we'll talk kind of about, about exceptions to the rule where people play characters that aren't what we've seen in dozens of movies that they've made. And that's really like, whoa, and sometimes it's done really well. Mm-hmm. And then they step um, out of the shell and they do something different. All right we can move on to the next one yeah this is fun this one's fun this one's a kind of also like a a, a sleeper yeah. this is danny trejo danny trejo is he's a machete yeah he's the, he's the uncle in spy kids he he's in badass uh, he's in he's in dead in tombstone and dead in tombstone too and <laughs> most of the movies that he's in the cover art of the movie poster has a skull a revolver or a knife yeah. on it and he yeah. just kills people like he walked so Dwayne the Rock Johnson could run yeah as far as like being a badass but he's a much more dark brooding not D- funny Danny Trejo is this he, he plays he is as a person a, a a rugged scary very kind of a, a badass but also kind of rough rough around the edges uh yeah Hispanic man who's like a middle-aged Hispanic man and that's pretty much what he is in the movies yeah, I mean, it's funny because like, we just, I don't know if he was on like every single movie, maybe hmm. the Celebrity Apprentice. He was on some sort of like reality celebrity show where he's yeah. actually really, really sweet and he's really nice. No, but, yeah, he's a nice guy. But even in his movies, he doesn't always play like a big speaking role, a big person. Like he just mm-hmm. is the guy who says, kill him, like two words the whole movie, but he's yeah, so yeah. badass. He doesn't have to say a lot, he doesn't have to do a lot. Yeah, it's, and his presence it's just... is very, very gripping and very intense. And that's what he does in real life. That's yeah, what you see. It, we know he was in jail for like a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was like he was like incarcerated. Like he plays himself. Like he plays like a gangster, and he is just a gangster. He is a gangster in the movies, and, and it's, they, it, maybe it was like a food show. I don't know if they had like a food truck and I like there, it was something. Maybe, I was like, why is guys Danny Trejo games? like like garnishing drive-ins and dine? tacos with like microgreens? Like it was something so odd to see him doing. I was like, what is oh, happening? Oh, I see. It's funny. All right, all right. Let's move on. We can move on to the next one. I think this one is this one's interesting. Um, this this one i honestly was reserved to put this on here but then i really really thought about it and i was like nah this is this is definitely this new one uh, go ahead steven who's our last one seth rogan the og yeah the iconic laugh i love seth rogan i he gives me hope that (laughs) i can be successful one day yeah, I feel you. He and I are very similar. I mean, it's no Seth Rogen on here. Obviously, you've seen a million movies with or written or produced. Like, this is also kind of, I feel like, why he doesn't necessarily fit as well as some of the other people do because he does mm-hmm. so many things in film from writing, directing, producing. Like, yeah, he is I, film. I, yeah, I think Seth Rogen is an incredibly talented comedic writer slash oh, yeah. director. He is very, very good at doing this like Pineapple Express, the interview, all of his James Franco movies, 
um, super bad. He wrote super bad when he was in middle school. That's that, that fact blows my mind. Yeah, By the time they Goldberg, finally got a greenlit, he, they were like too old to play themselves. Yeah. So they had Michael Sarah and, and uh, Jonah Hill literally no. play themselves. That is, yeah. and their names, I never noticed this. I don't know why I didn't notice this the first time I watched it. Their names are Seth and Evan. Yeah. And, and they're named after Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, which is crazy. Um, yeah. I think even though Seth Rogen is just a very talented, incredible guy, in every movie he's in, he just plays Seth Rogen. Yeah, I mean, and how is anything wrong with that? But he just does. No, like, what's the movie he plays with Barbara Streisand? A road trip is that what it's called? I don't know. It has to do with like Barbara Streisand's mom, and they're taking like a long trip together. Barbara and Streisand. I yeah, they're in. And there might, there might even be a sequel to it. Knocked up. Oh shit! I mean, I have I'll no idea. Up. It's like some Hallmark movie. T- it's not good. It's not a great movie, but yeah. Um, I think it's also just and I, I use Superbad as the example of Seth Rogen wrote a movie about himself meant to be played by himself being himself in high school or middle school like yeah yeah that's crazy that's like ryan reynolds effect meets inception basically Um, but i think seth just has such a large amount of control over the movies that he's in too Mm -hmm. that it kind of almost walks back to ryan reynolds effect because if you write a movie with like yourself and like you know what i mean it's because it's it's much more intentional i think when it comes yeah. from someone like it, it's it's kind of the same about will ferrell and i feel like we didn't put will ferrell on this list um intent it because we felt as though will ferrell does a he, he's a little bit more wonky in movies than he is in real life slightly mm. <laughs> but um i think will ferrell kind of has the same thing uh, both seth rogan and will ferrell are very right heavy people who kind of write themselves into movies in a very intentional matter. And I don't think it detracts from the movie, but it's also not like, I don't know. Like it's, it, it's still Ryan Reynolds effect. It's still like, Oh yeah. You know, this Seth Rogen movie where Seth Rogen does this, you know, that Will Ferrell, but Will Ferrell, it's a little more like, Oh, I've seen Step Brothers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or I've seen, I've seen the other guys, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, it's so but, funny. I, I remember when you first showed me that movie, I've shown oh. it to like three or four other people now. And it's always, it's, and I'm like, yeah, honestly, guys. surprisingly not a big comedy movie guy. And I don't know why, because I love mm-hmm. stand-up comedy, I love comedic television. And I just feel like a lot of comedy movies aren't that funny. But Hunter yeah. showed me a lot of, because you're a big comedy movie guy. You show me a ton. Um, but really I think great. The Other Guys is like one of the funniest movies ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I literally would just think about the joke. It's also got movie. The Rocks in it, right? He's in... The Rock isn't with Samuel. Is it Samuel yes, L. Jackson? The Rock. The Rock is. The Rock oh is the beginning God, with Samuel so L. Jackson. Funny. And he, and The Rock plays a badass cop who, you know, dies. It's fine. It's like four minutes yeah. in the movie. Not yeah, a big spoiler, but yeah, spoiler. Samuel he Jackson plays a badass and the cop Rock. who drives himself off of a building to get a bad guy in the most over the top fashion. I'm pretty sure he actually they jump. They jump. They jump. They, that's right. They jump. <laughs> yeah. For for anyone who's intrigued by a concept, if you want to watch Samuel Jackson and The Rock jump off of a of, of a building and splat on the ground thinking that they were going to fly yeah within the first 10 minutes of a movie watch the other guys great it's great a great movie it's a tenor I, I agree i think it's a really it's like a near perfect movie but yeah all right um we do have other kinds of ryan reynolds we have ryan reynolds with exceptions and we also have late ryan reynolds but you want to get into those after a break yeah let's do it all right let's do it Rancid Oranges is brought to you by FTL Productions. FTL is a regionally based company that produces podcasts by students in the DMV area. If you're interested in making a podcast and need some guidance, advice, or production, visit our website in the description or contact reachrancidoranges at gmail.com. All right, guys, we're back. Back. 
I'm back. I forgot to get myself more citrus water. Damn it. What? I usually get myself lime water when we record. And I what do, do we have right now? This is regular water because oh. I, I got limes today. And I made salsa this morning and I tried to use our ninja blender to like be bold, but that it's too, too powerful. <laughs> it just like eviscerated the salsa and turned it into a slushy. You, you turned it into a, to a sauce. I, I, yeah, it turned straight into like salsa water. It was terrible. Oh. I, I, I tried for like one second to press it down. Cause I was like, maybe I can chop up a little bit and it was gone. <laughs> like it was like a food processor. Like, yes. Like I had just gone to the store, got all this stuff for salsa. And I was like, Oh, I use like two limes in there, so now I have no more lime water. And I'm <laughs> really, dead. Really, you I have was, to. You, you got to do that. You got to do the small chop. I, yeah, I know. I made a There's, second batch by yeah. hand, well, and it was. Fine. You know they have like they have like machines that do chopping for you. Yeah, the uh, slap chop. Yeah, we should get a slap chop. It's. I remember the slap chop infomercials from when I was a kid. I know. You put the onion and you go, and then they don't the really work out. that well. So lit. I still want so one. Anyways. All right. What? Any, anyways. Anyways. For focus. Right. So we're going to get into our next category, which is, I mean, not really a different category. It's just Ryan Reynolds that have exceptions. So these are Ryan Reynolds um, that we've been able to point out a few exceptions in, but we still think that overall they, they suffer from a, a strong, a strong um, Ryan Reynolds effect. Yeah. The diagnosis is Ryan Reynolds effect. But the prognosis is that they can escape the box every now and then. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like, um, it's like, oh my God, it's like third, de- it's like a, not a third degree Ryan Reynolds effect, mm. but it's like a first degree Ryan Reynolds effect. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that assessment. Yeah, yeah, okay. Who's All first? Right, first person we have know. on here is the man, the myth, Adam Sandler. Love Adam Sandler. Great guy. Well, he walked so that Billy Eilish could run. He walked so that, so that, so that, uh, so that uh, oh my God, why can't I, what's the name of the guy who, is the, the old Jewish guy who has the talk show and and they have a B version of him in B movie? I have no idea. I've only Larry seen David once. Larry David? Is that who we're talking about? Who's Larry David? Larry David's the uh, uh, television host who passed away. Yeah, yeah. Larry, the old yeah, Jewish yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He okay. walks so that Larry David could run. That's how <laughs> I think about it. Anyways, yeah. Adam Sandler plays himself in pretty much every movie. Especially now. Especially now, it, it, I, I think I tell everyone that Adam Sandler has the goals of any of any person. Literally, yeah, Adam Sandler gets paid by movie companies to go to destinations and film movies with his friends. That is basically what his job is. He yeah. just goes. He's like, "Hey, Chris Rock, you want to go make a movie?" And then he and he always like has a hot fiance, and he always <laughs> like a Sandra Bullock type. Or who yeah. was who was he in? There was a movie like a honeymoon. They go on a cruise ship, and it was like a murder. It's like a murder mystery. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I can't remember who the it, wife was, but I was like, bro. That was also a Netflix come movie. On. Netflix, <laughs> Netflix uses a lot of Ryan Reynolds effect Yes, people. they do. No, they really do. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's a way to, to write a very simple movie, but use a big time actor to make money. That's kind of how I think about it. Speaking of Netflix, I think Stranger Things 4 comes out tomorrow or tonight. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Glad those kids Friday, are all 20. Yeah. I thought it was the end of this week, but I may be wrong. Either way, they'll they'll be graduated from college by then, so I don't really care. Well, it's but... too bad this isn't Rancid Clementines, and we don't we don't uh, review TV shows. We just review movies. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. We're back in. But Adam Sandler, yeah, plays, and it, it's funny because even in his early stuff, and I think early stuff as in the Hanukkah song and Happy Gilmore song, and he always played with this like silly little voice, this mm-hmm. weird little 
lispy, high pitched, squeaky man. And that's, he played, I love Happy Gilmore. I think it's really funny, actually. Yeah, I agree. He played that character in every single movie I'd ever seen him in until, of course, when Julia Fox was just after his muse in what movie was that? In Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams? Uncut Jams. I tell you what, that is one of my favorite movie experiences of my entire life. Uh, Not because the movie was so good. Uncut Jams is a really good movie. Yelled at by New Yorkers. Mm -hmm. But to see Adam Sandler actually act. Do something different. And do it well. I agree. And forever be known as the motherfuckers who lost to Adam Sandler. Like that is his exception. Yeah. The Ryan Reynolds rule. And I think it's such a strong polarizing difference from what he's been doing for his entire career yeah i completely agree i I put another sleeper pick on here which was don't mess with the zohan (laughs) if you've seen don't mess with the zohan adam sandler does not play adam sandler in don't mess with the zohan he plays a spec ops military soldier straight from israel who is like trained to kill people but his real passion is to style hair and it's probably a masterpiece of a movie if I've ever seen one. The plot is pretty on brand for Adam Sandler, but the character he plays isn't Adam Sandler. Yeah. And, and I think not yeah, the right but I still think that uh, Uncut Jams takes number Uncut one. Jams. Oh, for sure. I for mean, sure. that's a movie I recommend on its own. But and to me, it shows he has range as an actor, but it's also like, is this who he is? Is he this loud, angry New York Jewish man? Like, probably. I don't know where he was born, but... And like there's outtakes and like behind the scenes of him. And I don't know if he's just like in character because he's so method. So, so practiced in the craft. Really? Adam Sandler? Yeah. Like it's, it's behind the scenes of him and Julia Fox and he's acting. I want to say almost normal. Cause I don't think of Adam Sandler as a normal human being. He's a caricature of a man. Yeah. He's a very goofy human being. Yeah. Because for the last 20 years, the last 15, 20 years, all he's ever done is play these dopey versions of himself. And when he does something like uncut gems, it's like, Oh my God, is this not? And then he walks around like basketball shorts. He's a hooper. Who was it? Was it Stephen A or Shaq? Who was like? Sure. I think it was he's Stephen not A's pro. Been. He's yeah. not pro, but man, man, LA Fitness, twenty four hour fitness, he can hoop. No, like, I know. Adam Sandler's yeah. complex. Who's yeah, this he's guy? really good. He, yeah, he's a baller. Yeah, Adam Sandler is just a cool guy, and I think he falls under it. But he also is cool enough where there's there's plenty of exceptions. All right, second person, and this is kind of a fun pick, but Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah is very classically known to play the awkward the awkward uh kind of uh the quiet indie nerd yeah awkward indie nerd it's kind of the best way to put it you know superbad was his first movie and he had a sex scene in superbad but he was only 17 so his mom had to be on set with him when he had the sex scene that's horrendous and that is and that is the most michael sarah thing i've <laughs> ever heard had to show up <laughs> in my entire life it, yeah, I feel like maybe that was just like a Michael Sarah thing, but like production, like, you know, this kid, we got to, mom's got to be there. Yeah. Michael Sarah. Yeah, I mean, Michael Sarah definitely. And he was a Molly's game and he plays a, kind of like a smallish role as a yeah. poker player in one of her games. But mm-hmm. I, th- I think of him and. Uh, oh my God, do you hear that? Do I hear what? So I'm, I'm at home right now and I live right next to BWI. So I can hear airplanes and they take off. Oh. And so I hear airplane right now, but hopefully the citrus lovers and cinephiles oh. can't hear it. If I can't but hear it, I'm going to assume they can't continue. Uh, who was I thinking of? Who, who played? Oh my God. This is such a bad look for the citrus lovers and cinephiles who plays Lex Luthor. And in... he's, he, he's actually no, on, it, it's not Michael Sarah. It's 
He's in the bottom of our list. He's Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. We'll talk about him too, but I think they're they're similar energy and they kind of depart differently on like where they end up on this effect tier list, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I think the lines are a little blurred when it comes to people who kind of play themselves, but also play real characters and then also are typecasted. You'll see that they all kind of meld together. I think the the ones who really stand out are the people that we went through already, the people who are the true Ryan Reynolds. But yeah, we, we can roll through a little quicker. Um, all right, late Ryan Reynolds. So this is another category. This is a, a few people who who don't who didn't start off playing themselves, but have now gotten so iconic and have mm. gotten so so noteworthy, and they're in so much shit now that they just have to play themselves because that is just what they do now. But they didn't start doing it. And the first person for this example is Stephen's dad's best friend, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, dad, Doctor Ian Malcolm, saw him in a restaurant in LA and went to the bathroom mural next to him. So they're like best oh friends. Oh my god! He had, yeah, he, he he took a pee next to, to yeah. Jeff Goldblum. And I, so my dad, my dad, apparently he's like really whenever, tall. Yeah, he's, oh, huge. He's like apparently he's like six five or something. Yeah, yeah. My, my like dad six, jokes four. when he sees like famous because he lived in LA for a while. He sees famous people like my close personal friend, like Jay Leno or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Shaq used to drive a, a moped by their apartment every day. Damn. That's a fun, but he peed next to this guy. So they're like best buds. Yeah. That's but, like, that's like a piss, piss brothers, piss brothers. Piss yeah. Damn. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he played in Jurassic park science and the fly too. And some of his earlier movies, but a nerdy science guy, but like also kind of, kind of attractive, kind suave. of bad boy, a swap, the, the leather guy. jacket, chaos theory, man. Like, come on. I, I always, in my head, Jeff Goldblum is a suave intellectual. That's kind of how I think about it. He's a suave intellectual, suave, quirky intellectual who is has some sexual appeal, but is also kind of nerdy and, and talks theory a lot. Um, and he's definitely been known as that. And now that's kind of all he does. Like in Thor, he just, he's just Jeff Goldblum being Independence Jeff Goldblum. Day. Same yeah. thing. Independence, Independence Day. He's like an analyst. Jeff Goldblum. And yeah. And that's yeah. definitely being typecasted, but also, you know, more so the Ryan Reynolds effect because that's who he is. It's kind of just his personality. Yeah. When you yeah. see him getting interviewed and whatnot, it's just kind of how he is. And it's the same with the next person. And this next person is a little bit more difficult, but Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Andy Dufresne, 1940. Because Morgan Freeman plays the same person in every movie. He just plays Morgan Freeman, especially now. Especially because his voice. Honestly, the voice really set him up for yeah. that. It's like, this is the voice of a man who's seen and done and heard it all. And he's going to tell you. Mm-hmm. the wise old sage which is like the typecasted role that he plays yeah but morgan freeman has also been in like a ton of movies so many movies it, this list is a very like if it ain't broke don't fix it kind of acting yeah you know right. like these people just do what it. they do because it works you know it just works um yeah. same with the last person on the list samuel, samuel l well fucking jackson that's my bad motherfucker. Now he's been in more movies. He has more screen credits than any, any other actor. I'm pretty sure. At least any other. That's part of the screen American guild, like Hollywood yeah. actor. Yeah, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. like someone in Bollywood who's been in like every movie since 1805. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he's been crazy. in. He's been in like hundreds of movies. Yeah, and it's that's crazy. Just, he plays Samuel Jackson. I mean, you know what you're gonna get when you see him. You're absolutely right. He's either you know. Uh, you know, leading an attack against aliens as Samuel Jackson. He's cutting the head off of snakes on a plane as Samuel Jackson. He's uh, he's uh, res- he's quoting the Bible and holding a gun to a gimp's head as Samuel L. Jackson. Like he's just Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, he's loud, outgoing, a little bit, a little bit of a character quirk involved in whatever he's playing. But mm-hmm. absolutely he's just sassy, 
and over the top violent. But I mean, also this, again, this is also not to discredit these actors. Think about one of the greatest, most iconic movies of all time, Pulp Fiction, Mm -hmm. Samuel L. Jackson, like one of the most legendary in a movie that is directed by Quentin Tarantino. Like it's like, it's hard. Yeah. When you think about kind of these great revolutionary directors and these younger, or at least like more typecast actors coming together to have a standout appearance in a movie. That's already a standout movie with other standout actors. Yeah. Like, that, take, that takes a lot. So great actors, Morgan Freeman as well. Shawshank Redemption, one of the greatest movies of all time. But yeah, I think. The same. Yeah, I, yeah, I think ultimately when it comes to these type, these typecasted, these uh, Ryan Reynolds actors, I think the biggest thing that we need to say, the preface, is that the movies that they're in aren't necessarily bad. And mm-hmm. doing this whole really? Ryan Reynolds effect thing doesn't necessarily make a bad movie or a bad performance it's just how things end up working out it's how these people crumbles yeah it's just how how that cookie crumbles i wonder where that comes from (sighs) who crumbled the first cookie and was like when things go to shit that's how i'm gonna explain it maybe we should change it and be like how that orange peels they did you know what this is write that down micah mike's writing it down yeah okay mike is writing it down because that actually makes a lot of sense sometimes you get it in one big large peel and it's great and sometimes sometimes you spend like an hour and a half Mm -hmm. and you forget to go to like to class or to an interview and your thumbs are orange and then you're not even hungry anymore because you're so nauseous from the smell of orange that's on your fingers exactly Mm -hmm. that's a great that's great that's just how the that's just how the orange peels man we're just making revolutionary ideas we're just think, riffing over here i mean i think my goal in this podcast is to not only enjoy reviewing movies but it's to also create a citrus pun every once in a while i think so too i think we can maybe like patent trademark so many citrus puns yeah yeah mm. for sure for sure uh steven is your is your limeless lime water running out it is so dangerously close to running out i'm actually a little upset about it hmm I might not make it. We still got go through typecasted actors. Oh shit! See, okay, we can go through typecasted. We'll be actors. really quick. We'll be like, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna get there quick because the lime. Oh shit! Don't drink too much lime water. Okay. We're and almost we'll there. finish the lime water because okay. So you know. just a few actors that are typecasted, and and, and I, I just want to highlight actors that are typecasted because it's just I don't know. It's cool to draw the comparison, draw how they act. They do act. They just act as the same person every time, as opposed to that person being themselves. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Go through. Robert De Niro. I mean, we've seen him in everything from Bobby Goodfellas D. to Casino to Shark Tales, where he literally plays a shark version of a mafia guy <laughs> who says, "I know a guy and knows a guy. You're gonna mess with me. You're gonna mess the with me." The shark makes his face facial expression. The, sh- the shark literally has a mole where his mole is and makes the kind of like grimacey face that he makes. I'm and dead. He plays uh, Murray in the Joker, and he's just like loud Italian guy who acts like a mob boss, and he's yeah. and he's just like so condescending. That's the character he plays. He does it well. And I, if you've seen him, um, I particularly I, I think of when he made The Irishman, uh, and yeah. like at the Oscars that you're like he's a very quiet guy. He's not very in your face, not very scary. He's, he's very humble. Yeah, I think most of the time he plays these characters in these movies. He's like the mean mobster, like the mm-hmm, guy you don't mm-hmm. want to mess around with for sure. And so he plays his characters because he's really good at them and he's known for them, but. He's not a mob boss in real life, as far as I can tell. Maybe he is, and he's fooling all of us. He's just an Italian guy. He's just an Italian guy with some Irish blood, and that's the guy he plays. He always plays an Irish Italian. Like he, it's 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 funny, but it's not him in real life, and that's what makes him typecasted, but not a Ryan Reynolds actor. Now Charlie Day is the second person on this list, and Charlie Day, honestly, the only reason I didn't put him under Ryan Reynolds' effect is because I don't have a good enough sense of what he's like in real life. 
Basically. This is true. We thought yeah. about this. Charlie Day just plays this hyper chaotic, funny guy. He's very, he talks very fast. He's like very, um, he talks very fast. He's very like, he's very hyper and he's very, his, his comedy comes to the way he, uh, he handles situations, the way he interacts with people in, I, I don't know. I just, I've seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia so many times. I've seen like so many movies with Charlie Day, like, uh, like, a, oh my God, what's the movie? Fist Fight. When him and Ice Cube, then he fights Ice Cube. He just plays the same guy. He just plays this, this just the, and I think honestly, like to a certain point, it does get a little annoying, but that's just kind of how typecasting and he's good at it. So it's all good. Yep, we got Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Mm, I love Angelina Jolie. Angelina <laughs> Jolie. Yeah, she, she she just plays the the cool the cool badass. You know, the hot badass who is just I don't know. Uh, Laura. Um. Um. Laura. Oh my God. What's the, the Tomb Raider's last name? Croft. Laura Croft. Mr. and Mrs. Oh. Smith. The the lady who loses her memory in Eternals. <laughs> She, she just always plays this very cool suave. Brad, Brad Pitt's Ev- wife. That's Evelyn crazy. Salt. Yeah. Maybe ex-wife. But yeah, I mean, she, I, what is she in real life? I don't know. She adopted like 29 kids with Brad Pitt and like had a yeah. terrible divorce. I, but so I don't know uh, kind of where that leaves her real life in, versus in her In real acting, life, but... her real character is just being John Voight's daughter, which <laughs> is just a mind fuck to me. And I, when I found that out, I was just like, what an odd world we live in. What an, what an odd world we live in in Hollywood. What is Hollywood? What a what wild, is Hollywood, like, where John cultish. Where John Voight's dad is, it also happens to be Angelina Jolie's father. Or what am I saying? John Voight also happens to be Angelina Jolie's father, and you just had no idea. Did yeah, you just find that out? Well, no, I'm, I'm looking at other credits, like Alexander. Oh. Like, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at some of her older stuff. And it, you're right. Cyborg 2, that's something. That was, it was great. A great hit for her. I'm sure she crushed that one. <laughs> Yeah, she just kind of does the same thing. Over she, because she's she's good at it. She's good at being dramatic, and she's good at brooding, and she's good at being badass, and she's good at being hot. So they're just, just so if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Basically, yeah. And then last but not least, Lex Jesse Luthor. Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Columbus. Columbus from Zombieland, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plays Zuck smoked meats and sweetly berries barbecue sauce in the Social Network. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also important to say like the difference between those movies is night and day as far as a serious drama written by Aaron Sorkin versus Zombieland, which is like a campy comedy action movie Yeah. versus Batman versus Superman. Like there's a lot of diversity in the worlds in which he's, he's living in, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change that he's a snippy, sarcastic nerd who is in one world, an evil genius who's going to destroy, destroy Superman one world. Who's an evil genius. Who's going to destroy all of us because Facebook is everywhere. And so is Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> basically. And then a nerd who's in this apocalyptic world. Who's just saying, who just has a crush on Emma Stone, which is, which is, which is understandable. Oh my God, dude. When I was like 12 watching that movie, I was like, if he can do it, I can do it. If he can land an Emma Stone, so can I, if, yeah, if MGK walks, can land, he walks, so that Fox, we can run. he walked so that nerdy white men with curly hair could run. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, y'all that, that's the Ryan Reynolds effect. Let us know if you think the Ryan Reynolds effect is a thing. Let us know if you think we missed anyone. If you have any actors that you feel like fall into this category um, that we haven't gotten or people that like teeter on the edge, people who are typecasted, like send us some mail. Let us know. I'm yeah. curious. Challenge challenge us, citrus lovers and cinephiles. Mm, look at that. <gasps> Lime water's running low. And you know what that means, Hamza? It means it's 
time, time to, to go. go. Thanks, everybody. Take it easy. Rancid Oranges is brought to you by FTL Productions. It's produced by our techie extraordinaire, the man, the myth, the Micah Moses. Our editing and mixing is done by the Nine Inch Nails, Niall Davidson, the man on the keys. Our theme song, Elevator Bitchin', was created by FTL's very own Dylan Fitch. For more information on FTL and all of our other shows, visit our website in the description. And lastly, if you ever want to send us a message, a request, or just talk to grow the cinephile citrus lover community, feel free to send us an email at reachrancidoranges at gmail.com. That's reachrancidoranges at gmail.com.